Hey guys, welcome to Comically Illiterate. I'm Connor. And I'm Max. And today we're going to be talking about the men behind Wonder Woman. Alrighty. It kind of sounds like a porno title. A little bit. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I, this is going to be the first uh, in-person Comically Illiterate in a while. Yeah. When, when, when was the last one, Max? <sighs> I don't know, dude. <laughs> Every week feels like a year. <laughs> <laughs> as we trudge along yeah it's like that well, our slow march towards death what's that podcast the one that does like um the where they watch grown-ups every day for every week for a year oh oh uh the worst idea of all time yeah yeah that's kind of what this is <laughs> except we have to talk about comics yeah horrible oh um <laughs> another side note uh that i remember that's cool is that um the variant cover for the eighth issue of Grayson, mm-hmm. uh, which is right before the end of the last arc, is Dick Grayson and like in the whole Grayson cast. Uh huh. But they're positioned in the exact way of the Enter the Dragon poster. Oh, yeah, it's super badass. It's, that's it's real good. I, like I'm, so it's because that's like the that's those are probably the two biggest parts of my personality comics and, <laughs> and bruce lee movies so like right when you put them together i saw that like last night at like three in the morning and i me i was awake all night just thinking about it just in a cold sweat ah <laughs> oh, just wake up drenched in sweat yeah just staring at the ceiling panting yeah just thinking about like how awesome all of those movies would be <laughs> if bruce lee was just like acrobatting around with a nice butt oh man isn't that kind of what he does anyway is his butt nice? I don't know. It's been nice before. <laughs> I've seen pictures. I know that he has insane lats. I know that that's true. He, he looks like a flying squirrel. Yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. I guess he has a cape, so his butt gets kind of covered up a lot. Yeah. So. Yeah. So comic uh, yeah, yeah, illustrators. Com- com- yeah, comic stuff. That does not, uh, get on that. Get rid of that cape. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. Um, uh, yeah, this is also gonna be one of the first ones we've had in a while without uh a guest that's true and that's because we actually really hate the guests <laughs> they're a bunch of tools we, they just ruin yeah. the episode they're all awful and yeah they, it has and, nothing to do with the fact that they all decided to play video games instead of guests uh, yeah they're just awful none of them ever say anything like good ever like they never <laughs> contribute <laughs> anything no no they always half of them just try and sit there silently thinking about puns uh-huh. and then they make a pun like a minute after i said something mm-hmm. That's, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Fuck those guys. Anyway. I feel like you just described like what I do on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh, if you guys are wondering, uh, we're not going to be talking about the origin story of Wonder Woman because why would we she's have to like do one that? of the most popular? Yeah, she's comics. one of the like the three biggest characters in all of comics. So. Um, go fuck yourself. We don't talk about those people on this <laughs> podcast. We're never going to do an episode on Batman. And it's just not going to Sorry. Happen. Although we did do an episode on Superman, so... Well, we did one on If He Was Boring. That's So true. We, we might do one on, like, Is Batman Secretly Gay? Like, that could be one. Oh, like, that could one. be... Or, like, you know, uh, The Women Batman Has Slept With could be a good one, too. Uh-huh. But we will not have one where we just straight up go, like... Bruce Wayne and his parents were walking down a dark alley. <laughs> yeah, it's just oh, not gonna man. happen. We should do we should do a whole uh, a whole podcast on like when he went back in time. Oh yeah, that would be a good one. Yeah, his his crazy travels back in time <laughs> where like he fought in the Revolutionary War and was a caveman. Yeah, and then, <laughs> it's funny because they're like. Like, the only person who thinks that he's alive is Tim Drake, and Tim Drake goes to a cave, and he sees, like, a the Batman symbol, like, just a bat, and he's like, it's proof that he exists, and all the other Robins are like, it's a fucking bat, they, like, it's beside a bear and a tiger. Also, the idea that Batman would go back in time, 
and decide to draw his logo on a wall. Yeah, like it's conceptually really funny. It's it's also it's just stupid that Batman doesn't go like Tim, I'm alive. <laughs> yeah, right? he could like, do that too. Like, well, because it wouldn't it be just like I guess that maybe he doesn't want to alert himself in in the past, right? Like I, I guess, guess that would kind of be the idea. Is like, yeah, but like Tim, I am alive is a really like yeah. I'm well, but that would also fuck with people like archaeologists, right? True, and then he would right. know about. It. So he had to find a way to do it discreetly enough. Mm-hmm. That being said. Maybe he could have just, you know, I don't know. Like, I don't. <laughs> it's stupid as shit. Trying, we're trying to like explain comic books. Yeah, we're here. Just trying to make them make sense. So. Yeah, and, you know, fuck comics. <laughs> Basically, like next week we're actually just gonna be talking. We're just gonna be a video game podcast. We're gonna be let's, <laughs> we're let's players after this one. Yeah, next episode we're gonna go. We're gonna do a deep dive into uh, Slender the Eight Pages. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Remember that one? That was so bad. But yeah, and then we could, if this were last year, we could play Five Nights at Freddy's, oh, and yeah, everybody would be obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. And then they could shit out three of the exact same games. <laughs> anyway. So, um, if you want to know who Wonder Woman is, um, she's from an island that doesn't exist, and she's descendant of a god, and mm-hmm. she has superpowers. Great! You now know who Wonder Woman is. That's all I've got. <laughs> there we Thanks, go. Thanks, guys. <laughs> but, um... Catch up with us next episode where we talk about gay Batman. <laughs> gay Bat, all right. Gay Batman puns. Bruce Wang, Bruce Wang, Bruce yeah. Wang. Got it. All right. Um, yeah. but like, you know, we like not talking about white dudes uh, all the time on this show. And Wonder Woman is like the first ever like heroine in comics, really. Mm-hmm. And she holds her own against all the dudes. She's one of the main three: Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also have to make, like, a decision between keeping our souls and not doing... Like, just Google Wonder <laughs> Woman origin story right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we're not going to do that, but we also want to still talk about women and stuff. So he, we've decided to compromise and talk about the guy who created Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. So we're not even talking about women this episode. Whatever. <laughs> still. <laughs> but... Well, <laughs> Yeah, here he has a very interesting story. Yeah, this is going to be the craziest shit you've you've heard in a while. Um, I'm going to talk about no comics at all. This is literally just a history lesson. Okay. And it's going to get stupid, and it's all real. Okay. Uh, so let's get into it with everyone's favorite part. Oh, yeah, no, we're not doing that. So let's just, we're just going to <laughs> <laughs> Not this episode. Um, so comics... As we know them, were pretty much invented by a guy named Maxwell's Charles Gaines mm-hmm. in 1933 when he created All American Comics. So who was he? He was actually essentially like Doctor House of House MD fame. Yes. Okay. So he was like he was a creative genius who came up with the idea for the four color saddle stitch newsprint pamphlet. Mm-hmm. If you're wondering what that is, <laughs> it's a fucking comic book. <laughs> it's but like it by the time he created that um he was still using it as a sort of uh promotional tool Mm -hmm. and other people snaked in on that idea and made comic books before him but he was the guy who invented the four color saddle (laughs) news basically the method of distribution well not distribution but like the method of printing and like the style of comics yeah he he created comic books but they weren't (laughs) called comic books right and so somebody else got the title of comic book creator first ever whatever Mm -hmm. um so that's essentially an earlier version of comic books Mm -hmm. but when he was young he had an accident where he fell out of a second story window because he was leaning out too far (laughs) Uh, i know Okay. And uh, when he was falling, he hit a fence. And as a result, he spent his adult life being angry and limping around. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, so one thing you'll learn about this every, this episode is that everyone we're going to talk about has like 15 jobs. Okay. So Gaines started out as a teacher. Then uh-huh. he became an elementary school principal. Before that, he worked in a munitions factory and also wow. as a hat maker. <laughs> I I don't say uh, haberdasher because you remember when TF2 was trying to get like all of the players to call themselves that. 
Do you, no, do you, you don't do remember that? That I was like that, that was like two or three years ago. But everybody in TF2 was like, "If you play TF2, just call yourself a haberdasher." Oh, fuck that shit. Yeah, right. Because because <laughs> we like hats on this game, and it's like, fuck you, man. The joke of like hat simulator is like the cake of is a lie. Levels of like yeah. horrible, dumb past its prime meme. Yeah, it's it was just so stupid, <sighs> and and then like I think it it died when somebody was like. Haberdashers aren't people who wear hats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unless you make hats for TF2, you're not a haberdasher. Yeah. So, you know, whatever. But I'm, I'm actually kind of surprised that you don't remember that. Uh, anyway. Max, I, blo- I blocked out a lot of TF2. Yeah, I, yeah, me too. I got, I would just blank out and then just shout racial slurs. I'd black out for a good hour until my mom would knock on the door and wake me up. As I was like covered in froth yelling into yeah. a microphone. You're like, Jesus, you insulted like seven different races and nationalities. <laughs> yeah, but I was always MVP. <laughs> that's, that, that's a lie. That's, he's that, that's not true. Fight me his demo, bitch. <laughs> anyway, Max Gaines uh, is his name. Max okay. Gaines, which is the greatest weightlifter name of all time. Pretty much, yeah. But, uh... So he worked as a salesperson uh, after his principalship, whatever. He worked as a salesperson for Eastern Color Printing. Mm-hmm. And as he was going through one of the comic sections uh, in the Sunday paper, he realized that you could take the comic section out, lengthen it, make it into a little booklet, and it could be a good promotional tool. Okay. So he told his boss that, and his boss said that it could work. Mm-hmm. So they took the idea to a client because they'd been trying to find a way to promote their client's business and they could not figure out one that would work. Mm-hmm. And they're like, look, we have this new idea. We think it's a good one. What do you think? And uh, they told Gaines and his boss that it was a lousy idea. Like, that's the actual <laughs> quote. They were like, good idea? This is how it was quoted. Like, yeah. Gaines said, good idea. And they said, lousy idea. <laughs> That's awesome. And then Gaines thought uh, Gaines was pretty pretty uh, determined because he thought this was a pretty good idea. So with his boss's blessing, he uh, found a few other companies to put in the pamphlet, mm-hmm. and they called it "Funniest on Parade." Okay. And it's essentially everything was a comic, and it had its own little story in the strip, but it was all promoting something, mm-hmm. some sort of like I don't know, like washing machine or whatever, or bath soaps. Yeah, some bullshit like that. Uh-huh. And um, so yeah, they were all a promotional tool, and they had very kind of quotes around the stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and these they actually worked so well these these little books because they were super easy to make and they were very cheap and. They they often uh, talked about at printing shops. They could easily make they could easily make these books during the third shift during the printing downtime uh-huh. when the printers weren't being used, but you couldn't have like skilled labor on it because it was third shift. Uh-huh. So they would because these things were so easy, they would just like third shifters would be able to do it. Oh yeah, and practice mean, yeah. their prowess and stuff. <clears throat> so. They were able to maximize pretty much everything, which is like it, it was it was super cheap, mm-hmm. it was easy to make, and they could actually help printing shops make the most of their time that they're not even really using. Right. Yeah. Um. So they started making them a little bit bigger. Like, so your standard newspaper is made of pretty long paper that you fold one time. Right. And then when you get a tabloid-sized newspaper, you take your normal newspaper and you fold it again. Okay. That's that trick. (laughs) And if you want to digest size, then you just fold that again. Mm -hmm. And that's how you get all of them. So these guys came in tabloid size. So they were actually 64 pages, but not really, you know what I mean? Like, because they were folded so many times. Um, And they were only made of four pieces of paper and there were 64 pages. Uh Um, And so that's kind of roughly how those things came about. Um, and Gaines realized pretty early on that being paid by companies to make these things as promotional tools was not going to give him a lot of money Uh because they were just giving them out for free. Right. Yeah. So he was like, by 1934, he had this idea or, um, around that time he had this Uh idea. Why don't I just fucking make money by targeting children and dropping the company sponsorships? Uh-huh. And so he did that. Okay. So in 1938, uh, he decided to make 
these comic books under the title All American Publishing. If you guys remember from any of our previous podcasts, mm-hmm. All American was so stupid fucking popular back then. <laughs> like, just as a name, it was everywhere. Like, people were really into the, like the idea of All American in the thirties. Yeah, like, the, isolationism was like yeah, at its peak. It's so fucking dumb. Like, even like I can like so there was the. Uh, like just uh, and all is still fucking stupid. Like the all whatever is like like all American, all like whatever. Yeah, yeah, like I said, Marvel has the all new or like it's like right, yeah. like like the all star team, and it's just like <laughs> wait, you you're gonna bullshit me and say that every fucking person on your team is a star? That's not true <laughs> because there has to be somebody on your team who's the best. Right. And that person's the only star on the all-star team. Someone has to be a star of the stars. So what I want is him. That's the shooting star. <laughs> That's the sun. The team <laughs> yeah. revolves around them. Um, yeah, careful what you say, though, because then they'll just start putting out, like, all-sun team. <laughs> like, or all-shooting star yeah. team. And then... Right, yeah, so it's just all fucking dumb. <laughs> comics um so all american publishing had a special branding called all-star comics and these were pretty popular and it was um it was an important brand because it created green lantern hawkman and don't worry i got back to the title of the episode wonder woman ah there you go um so this was interesting it was an interesting time in comics because Gaines was partnered with national comics uh-huh. and Gaines was allowed to publish national owned comic book characters in his um all american publishing okay it, yeah it's, it's something you don't see anymore really uh-huh. uh, except unless it's a crossover where essentially it's a co publisher yeah it'd be like if so It'd be like if Batman would show up in Marvel things. Yeah. Or like Batman stories would show up in Marvel digests or whatever. Yeah, it would would exactly be like that. Like, Batman just shows up over, like, and helps the Avengers out for a while. (laughs) But it's totally, it's just like, because there's a Ninja Turtles Batman crossover Uh um, in an alternate universe, of course. Um, But it's published by both DC and IDW, and that's not, that's not what we're talking about here. This is just Mm -hmm. solely all-american publishing with national characters right and um both of those comic book ca- uh, companies merged at some point uh-huh. or one of them merged into another and then the other just started picking up more companies and then became dc okay so but those were probably the two most uh important sort of those were two huge companies that made up dc mm-hmm. uh and um before DC sort of uh, before one of the other one kind of catamaried the other and started picking up little ones <laughs> right uh and then As yeah, big corporations are want to do yeah i guess um <laughs> and then Gaines went on to after he, after you know the the merger happened cuz I, I believe that national merged with all american um he sort of left and was like whatever i'm going to make educational comics which had stories about the bible and american <laughs> history and you know like like boring 50s shit or whatever yeah, you yeah. know the kind of shit that like cuz if we'll find out that the 50s were a rough time for comics and like a lot of parents would only let kids be into comics if they were you know fucking like educational yeah like religious. if they were totally safe for kids to read and that's sort of why and I get the feeling that Gaines wasn't about comics as, like, characters and things like that. I get the feeling that he was more of a comics as the medium. Right. So he would do anything to make the medium survive. Um, uh-huh. He died in the 80s when he was hit by a goddamn speedboat. Uh- <laughs> 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 yeah. Wait. <laughs> yeah, that one came out of nowhere. Sorry. <laughs> Give me a second. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How did he get hit by a speedboat? <laughs> he was out. I, you know what? I researched this. I think they were out on a boat or a dock or something, and they were just the speedboat just went. Bruh. Yeah, and the speedboat was like, "Fuck you!" And it was him <laughs> and like his kids, and they just fucking crashed into him. The guy who was driving the speedboat didn't die, but everybody with him, with Gaines, died. Fuck. And the guy who was driving the speedboat didn't get prosecuted, so you get the feeling that uh, like not to laugh about a tragedy, but here, that's but... fucking hysterical. Yeah, he got hit by a speedboat. <laughs> What a way to go. Um, his son ended up inheriting education comics and then helped put them on the forefront of horror stories in the 80s. Okay. So, yeah. That's kinda, so, yeah, EC Comics. So, we're going to rewind a little bit and talk about American publishing. Uh, 
which was the first company to ever have Wonder Woman. Okay. So now we know about the company, so let's get into why she was made. Let's do it. So, why were comics not cool in the early 40s? Uh, comics have always dealt with, like, love and violence and all that bullshit. And yeah. people who were very traditional thought the comics were horrible and whatever. Mm-hmm. So, Chicago... Well, they've, they've always been thought of as a very pulpy medium, right? Like, yeah, like, I mean, it's it's too dumb for to be a book. <laughs> uh-huh. And it's too bad drawing to be art. Yeah. And so, it's kind of like... But... So, you know, the Chicago Daily News actually went as far as to call comics a national disgrace. <laughs> it seems a little harsh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> whatevs. Um, I, I kind of want to invent time travel so I can bring, like, profit and more, like, fucking Rob Liefeld comics from the <laughs> 90s back to those people. And just be like, no, don't do that. Look at this. You would validate them. <laughs> yeah. Because they'd be like, it's fucked up. Look at all these people in tights. And then you're like, yeah, check out this guy who can't draw butts. <laughs> he thinks all butts look like two lima beans. <laughs> Kissing. <laughs> but, um, so, essentially, in the 40s, we realize that people are kind of bad. You know, with that whole holocaust and, and all the real-world uh-huh. violence... People were really afraid because the generation that was doing this didn't have violent comics to read. Mm-hmm. So what the fuck was going to happen to the kids who are reading these violent comics? Right. That was their sort of thought process. So they mm-hmm. started calling for teachers and parents to ban comic books. Okay. Which, as you can guess, not a great thing for the comic book industry. No. Not necessarily. <laughs> um, so what can the comic book industry do? Well, they all turned on each other. <laughs> okay. Um, Every man for himself. Yeah, sort of like, well, Gaines had said that some comics were bad, mm-hmm. but not his comics. Of course not. His comics were good for children, <laughs> and they're like, well, fucking, how can you prove that? And he was like, I'll hire a guy with a PhD in psychology and, and have him tell me what's right and what's wrong. Okay. Enter William Marston. Who the fuck is William Marston? The great grandson of John Marston. <laughs> you know, I'm all right. So uh, here's a here's a inside baseball for everybody. I was when I was writing this, I kept calling him Moulton because that's his middle name. William Moulton Marston. Yeah, his name is William <laughs> Moulton Marston. I kept writing that's, Moulton. Uh, that's the name of my alternative prog, prog rock band. <laughs> yeah, yeah. William Moulton Marston. Yeah, I started it with a bunch of uh, post grads. <laughs> <laughs> right on but um so william moulton marston was a dude from massachusetts Mass- massachusetts 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 if you're a douche uh uh-huh. had and he had three degrees from harvard uh the last of which being a phd in psychology that he got in 1921 it's a lot of degrees yeah he a lot had of degrees from harvard uh, yeah all of them from harvard and like not i it, i read them and it was like he had like a ba and an lld i don't even know what an lld is me neither i didn't google it because i a is like a business it did yeah. ba- some something bachelor associate it's some art i don't know it's something i don't know <laughs> uh <laughs> diploma please <laughs> College act, please. College. Um, so, what was Marston doing in the 20s and the 30s with all of his education? He was creating the systolic blood pressure, pressure test. What is that? Uh, well, Marston's wife... Uh, so the systolic blood pressure test is a test that directly relates emotional state to blood pressure, which actually okay. became very integral in early and still lie detectors because mm-hmm. it, it, this sort of test proved that your emotional state affects your blood pressure and all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, and it actually might have been Marston's wife who came up with the idea that the two were correlated. Okay. Um, because she, it's in some text saying that she believed that they, they were connected because every time he saw him, her blood pressure would go up or something like that. Okay. And, um, yeah, and uh, there are some pictures of early on uh, testing for this in the lab where she's in them. Uh-huh. But we, you know, it's it's always written that he he's the one who did it alone. Okay. Um, and the test was used and still used in lie detectors. And after tooling around with that, someone uh, kind of interviewed him in the 40s and were like, hey, <laughs> what do you think about comic books? <laughs> and then he was like, uh, you know, because that's you know that's a hot button issue at the time because everybody's right, saying yeah. like they're, they're gonna fucking rot children's brains out, mm-hmm. and um, he was like, "Well, I see the educational value in them because it's and 
And at that, when that happened, Gaines was like, yo, <laughs> yo, Dr. Man, yo, Dr. Man, please, what are you doing for the next 30 to 40 years? Because I need you in my life, Dr. Man. <laughs> or something like that. That's not uh-huh. a direct quote. <laughs> but um, I thought I read that on Wikipedia earlier today. <laughs> but then, um, <laughs> yeah, all comically literate faithfuls go and doctor that quote in. <laughs> Um, yeah, get in trouble on Wikipedia. Yeah, go for us, please. Do what's it called? Wikipedia graffiti? What is? Is it, is it called graffiti or something like that? I, either that or vandalism. I you know it's vandalism. Vandalism. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like when people edit like Jose Canseco's page to just say, and he has a small penis. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Just shit like that, like stupidest stuff. Yeah. Um, it, at the height of that, it was funny because there was like. They had, like, the, the list of, like, the ultra-highest must be, like, totally vetted by Wikipedia people who oh, like had, the like, worst vandalized. Well, well yeah, so, the, so those people were, like, so you could only edit the page if you, were like, had been in Wikipedia for, like, six years <laughs> and had done, like, 4,000 different web pages or whatever. Uh-huh. And, like, it was Hitler... Justin Bieber, <laughs> like, like just a list of people that like you really don't want to be. I think turkeys were up there because of the guy who wrote Squirrel Girl. I can't remember what's his name. Oh, Ryan North. Because yeah, Ryan North was <laughs> in his website. He says he encourages people to go out there and edit turkeys because people know about turkeys. <laughs> so turkeys were highly vandalized. For oh, long. that's great. Um, I remember when uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 5 came out and everyone edited uh, Tony Hawk's page at the very end to say, like, he's also very bad at making video games. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. The, the franchise was pretty good for a while. Oh, it was so good. Yeah, it was all underground, too. Is my oh, fucking man. life. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think it was ever bad. It just kind of was the same. It, it, yeah, it, whatever. I mean, you know. <laughs> Anyway, so back to comics and stuff. Uh, Gaines was like, "All right, I've got, I've got a guy from Harvard who's a PhD who invented a fucking test for like, like that like connects. cool shit. And he's smart, and he sees the value in comics. So I'm going to invent a position for him as like a psychiatric advisor, or he was put on the up board of editors. Okay. So Gaines wanted to see." Uh, and kind of what other people thought, what PhDs, uh, what other people, what PhDs thought, and um, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So he was like, "All right, Marston, go talk to people." Yeah. So Marston talked to Olive Brine, and she said that some comics are full of torture, kidnapping, sadism, and other cruel business. Uh huh. And in her defense, she was kind of right. So who is Olive Byrne or Brine or something? Like that? We'll call Brine. Brian looks. Brian looks right. All right, he's ready for this because this is gonna. This is where. This is is where we're gonna. Weird. This is where it's gonna get weird. Well, Olive Brian went by the pen name Olive Richard. Uh huh. Why? Well, because she was the niece of Margaret Sanger. Uh huh. You know Uh that that feminist uh, Margaret and her sister Ethel, who Mm -hmm. was Olive's mom, Mm -hmm. opened the first ever birth control clinic in the U.S. Mm -hmm. And when they were both jailed in 1917 for, I think it was illegal distribution of of drugs, Mm -hmm. uh, Ethel went on a hunger strike and almost died. Mm -hmm. So you can kind of guess why Olive Brine, uh, you know, might be a little bit of a feminist. I mean, the might roots be, are there. Might be for uh, women's issues. Uh-huh. Also, she lived with Doc Marston and his wife. And okay. his wife. So let's talk about that. Okay. Marston had married Elizabeth Holloway, who mm-hmm. was an attorney. Okay. Uh, and when when Marston was a professor at Tuft University, uh-huh. when he met Olive Bryant, his student, uh-huh. he told his wife that she had two options. <laughs> She could let Olive move in with them because he loved her and she loved him or he was going to leave her. Okay. So she was like, let's have her move in. <laughs> Very progressive. I know. <laughs> All right. So both women, both women gave birth to two children. Okay. Brian raised them while Marston and Elizabeth were at work. <laughs> That's a it's a it's a really interesting family. 
I don't know. This shit is so weird. Uh, <laughs> this shit, it's actually as dumb as the plot to most comic books. Uh-huh. Like, I, I, I just can't under... Like, he's just like, well, listen here. <laughs> so I know it might be a little unethical for me to date one of my students. <laughs> but I'm not going to date her. I'm going to move her into the house. <laughs> now you can either buck up... <laughs> And deal with it. <laughs> you could, we could have some sister wives bullshit going on. <laughs> or you can get the fuck out. And she said yes. And she was like, I'm a notable feminist. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, it's just, it's just nothing to her strength as a woman, of course, that she would allow another woman to let it. It's more of her strength as a person. Uh, right? Yeah. I like, mean, maybe she was into her. I don't know. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, you know, maybe there totally could have been some sort like, of there lesbianics going on. Menage a trois <laughs> all uh, over history. Uh, yeah, so. I, I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, it's just... But, like, if... I, you know, I've been dating my girlfriend for 16, 17 months now. Uh-huh. If she was like, look, I'm either going to leave you... Or you are going to have to get used to seeing Rick. <laughs> I'd be like, no. Even if I, even if Rick is the most handsome dude in the world and I find being with him delightful. <laughs> uh, maybe, like, I guess I guess these people were progressive and that's sort of what they wanted to do. Right. Um, so back to the not dumb stuff. Uh, <laughs> Marcin was put on the editorial board and told Gaines that the biggest problem in comics is the blood-curdling masculinity. Direct quote from him. That's great. <laughs> yeah. And the best way to solve that problem would be for him to create a female character. Okay. And, and Gaines was like, you're breaking my balls here, Marston. <laughs> Actually, what he did, what he said in real life was, was much better. He said, um, I took a chance on Superman, and I'm willing to take a chance on Wonder Woman, but you're going to have to write her. Okay, and that's what happened. He was super receptive, but only if he would write. If only if Marston himself would write the uh, comic. Okay, uh, Wonder Woman was based on Olive Brine and Elizabeth Holloway. <laughs> okay, both of them. Um, some people actually credit the idea of Wonder Woman to mm-hmm. Elizabeth Holloway, where Marston was talking to his wife about how he wanted to create a character who defeats people with love and not violence, <laughs> which is fucking stupid and hysterical. <laughs> when you look at some of the Wonder Woman stories nowadays, yeah. like Flashpoint Wonder Woman, where she, like, kills five kids. <laughs> but mind immediately goes to Justice League 3000 Wonder Woman. Yeah, right? Of just, like, murdering the shit out of everything. But, yeah, so he wanted... Originally, he was like, well, how can we solve this masculinity problem? Let's solve it with love and not violence, because, you know... Yeah. That's... And, uh... And his wife is like, you can do that, just make it a woman. And then he was sitting there like... <sighs> what women do I know in my life? <laughs> You're breaking my balls here, Elizabeth. I'm going to go hang out with Olive and her two kids. Fuck off. <laughs> That's enough husband time for you today. <laughs> you and your mouth. What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This was this was really hard for me to read. Um, so when Marston submitted his first ever draft of Wonder Woman, he explained why the Amazonians came from this sort of ancient Greek place called mm-hmm. Paradise Island, mm-hmm. which is then Themyscira nowadays. But yeah. essentially, the women used to be kept in chains by men, and okay. then they were able to escape. Mm-hmm. And after escaping, they obtained great physical power. Uh-huh. It's a metaphor. For what was happening to the women's rights movement at that time. Women had been oppressed by men, and now they were gaining strength. Right. Obvious metaphor. I'm not quite sure how I missed that. <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> now that you put it simply. <laughs> yeah, like, like, when you say it like that, you're like, oh, yeah, that's a... Oh, yeah, all right. Oh, yeah, that is exactly a, <laughs> That's one of them new things. poignant. <laughs> Good allegory. That's that's it. See, that's the thing. Is like it would almost be ham fisted if everyone rec- if anybody recognized it, but pretty much no one. Yeah, it's kind of weird, right? Because it seems pretty fucking obvious when you say it like that. Yeah. but nobody got it. <laughs> um. So she came in. She came out at, at the end of um All Star in 1941, and then uh-huh. in 1942 she was in Sensation Comics. Okay. Uh, she was drawn pretty kinky. 
for the time. I guess kinky is the best word. Cause uh-huh. it, you know, it's a, her the outfit you think of. You know, her one piece, high boots, some skin around mm-hmm. the thigh, tiara. Yeah. For the time, that's fucking. That's super sexy. Like, yeah, that's true. Like you know, for the fuck for nineteen forty one. Yeah, like that was around the time. Well, like, the 50s and stuff was when girls would be, like, arrested for wearing bikinis and stuff like that. Yeah, so, so you know, you gotta, like, that's, you know, that's pretty, you know, it might not have shown much, but, like, the fact that that was the costume was pretty sexual, like, super sexual mm-hmm. at the time. I mean, it still is. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, you know, it's, it, it just is kinky. It's, like, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's but, um, so Gaines thought it was pretty par for the course with superheroes uh-huh. because he gave a superhero an outfit and uh-huh. other superheroes had outfits and sure. she was endowed and other superheroes were endowed he just uh, yeah um and so you know she was in sensation comics in 1942 then in 1942 the national organization for decent literature banned wonder woman because and i'm quoting here <laughs> wonder woman was not sufficiently dressed <laughs> <laughs> Which makes me feel like you could just throw a parka on her, right? Yeah, like, totally. Like, and then like, like, just give her a sweater. Yeah, they're like, it's there. You've got the basic idea there, but you need <laughs> just like a cape or some yeah. sort of shroud. Can I point out just how awful the National Organization for Decent Literature is? Yeah, like, dude. I mean, that's that's before like this is predating HUAC and like like the last kind of hurrah for like censorship of art. Uh huh. And so this is pretty big. Uh, <laughs> That just like the title of that organization is so condescending. To yeah. You. Oh yeah, it's, it's really funny. It's like, oh, we only like decent literature. <laughs> I'd like to. I see. I want those guys actually get promoted to the National Organization for Good Literature. <laughs> and they're, just, they're just sitting there and they're like, breaking my balls here. Catcher in the Rye, breaking my balls, and they just burn it because yeah. it says shit once in it. I think. <laughs> As you do. <laughs> it's awful. So Gaines was like, what the fuck? I hired a psychologist. I hired you so this wouldn't happen. Right. <laughs> you are you are supposed to be, like, the guy here <laughs> for, like, making th- my, my fucking shit look moral and good for people. And here you are, second fucking year. Not even, like, not even the real second year. Because you were releasing, like, the, like I think at the, at the earliest he was releasing, like, October. <laughs> right, <laughs> So, yeah. it's like, like, less than two years have passed. <laughs> it's like, and you've already got your fucking character banned. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, Gaines decided that putting all this face in Mars... Marston was not the best idea. Uh, yeah. Um, so he so he talked to Lorette Bender, mm-hmm. who was a psychiatrist who uh, had done a study where she worked with emotionally damaged children, like uh-huh. a boy named Kenneth, who is an 11 year old who was raped, mm-hmm. um, and he was not uh, stable unless medic unless heavily medicated, or he was wearing a Superman cape. Uh-huh. And when he was wearing his Superman cape, he felt like he could fly away from any potential danger. That's kind of cool. Yeah, and that's that's what most people sort of agreed with is that like, you know, comics can give children hope and like sort of keep them feeling safe and secure. Right. So those stories were good, and there's other cases like that where uh, one girl who had seen her father, who was a convicted, who was a murderer, kill himself uh-huh. in front of her, uh-huh. and um, she saw him. Uh, so she always called herself. Um, I forget the name is from an early flash but anyway there's a character who is always saved by flash right at the nick of time and things like that uh-huh. and it's really sad reading but um <laughs> in, in the end you kind of find it's nice though because you know these kids find help and strength within these comics mm-hmm. and it was a very good study for comics at the time because they're like 1942 they're like see <laughs> they're not killing people yeah. right? you know comics are pretty good for them mm-hmm. uh but that really didn't satisfy anyone Right, yeah, like that was, yeah, you know, that sort of thing never does, yeah, until like 10 years after the fact, yeah. So, and the thing is, people really did not like Wonder Woman, uh-huh. like, they were not down for her. Um, one of the reasons was because if she was taken prisoner, she was like taken prisoner, you know, it's not yeah. like they kind of like handcuffed like, her and were like grab her by the shoulder, yeah, they were and... like, and listen here, Bob, it was like they would tie her up, chain uh-huh. her up, and you know kinky stuff <laughs> like, we're gonna be real here yeah it's, you know getting tied up is like all right so 
yes, you have to be tied up to be taken prisoner. Right. But, like, sometimes it would It'd be, get, like, a little some, weird. Sometimes it would cross into kinky territory. <laughs> Like I'm not quite sure why you needed to hog tie her. <laughs> yeah, this like, way. like why, why are you doing this? <laughs> why do the ropes go above and below yeah. the breasts? <laughs> right, like, like it just so people yeah. were really, really, really not down with that. <laughs> so Especially see, in 1941. Yeah, we're, we're, like it's just like, and like Gaines is just like, what the fuck are you doing, Buckster? <laughs> <laughs> what are you? <laughs> Just imagine that he like gave him gave him a blank check and then one day it was like walking out and he like he saw his fucking newspaper or his company <laughs> yeah. at the newspaper stand and just goes like What the fuck is happening? I just like have you ever seen that movie that reminded me of um you know the Frankie Muniz movie where he gets a blank check because he gets hit by a guy in a limo with like and it bends his bike and he gives him a blank check and he's like, Go out and buy a new <laughs> go buy a new bike <laughs> I haven't seen this movie. No, it's fucking awesome. So, oh, Frankie so of course, Muniz, he just goes out. Yeah, it's, so he takes out like $4 million or something. <laughs> shit. <laughs> what a shitty kid. Yeah, horrible kid. And he like, so he makes like a fucking water slide. And yeah. he keeps he keeps pretending like he's a young businessman. <laughs> and he tries to have sex with a girl at some point. It's fucking hysterical. He's supposed to be like 12. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I need to see this movie. Yeah. Um... So anyway, Marston told Gaines that he he wouldn't take out like so Marston was like, "Look, Gaines, I've not taken out any of the kinky stuff or the torture because women are drawn to it. Because women like being in submissive positions." The exact quote is, "Women enjoy submission, being bound." <laughs> it's a little he's a little bit of a broad uh... He said that in a memo to his boss. <laughs> the fuck man so like all right the motherfucker said this like right after one of the editors like one of the first ever female editors in comics <laughs> objected to wonder woman being bound and tortured and he was like and i'm serious he, he goes like well who's got the fucking degree in psychology <laughs> <laughs> who's got the degree bitch and he said he was like she had only been working in comics for about six months. Mm -hmm. And he was like, well, I've been working in comics for more than her. And, you know, I've got a PhD in psychology. <laughs> <laughs> like, he said... This guy's kind of a dick, man. Yeah. He said those things. Oh, man. In a memo. <laughs> he wrote them down. Like, well, this is the 40s, so he probably yelled at a woman that he was also having sex with, I'm going to guess. <laughs> probably. Like, you type this right now. Yeah. But, um, so, so, let's recap for a second. Okay. Wonder Woman was drawn pretty sexually for the time, at least pretty kinky. Uh-huh. Um, and was originally supposed to be fighting with love and not her fists, and was supposed to be an answer to sadism, torture, and violence, cruelties, and comics. Right. That was, she was supposed to cure all of those things. Uh-huh. And now, Martin, <laughs> now he's like, what the fuck? I'm trying to turn women on. Shut the fuck up, you dumb woman. <laughs> Don't you know what you like? <laughs> so this shit is really, oh, really weird. Man. So the woman who criticized all the chains and shit uh -huh. was the woman who invented kryptonite and Superman. Okay. You like, know, hot shit. Yeah, she's pretty fucking good. Her name is uh, Dorothy Woolfork. That's at the time she was going by a different French name because she wasn't married yet. But whatever, I can't pronounce it. So. Okay, fair enough. Um, so she, yeah, she's awesome. Um, and Gaines is like, okay, this is getting pretty fucking weird. I'm gonna go back to that other psychologist who did the study with children and comics, Bender. Uh huh. Um, with this comic book panel, I'm gonna say. Please tell me what to do. <laughs> right. Because, you know, Wolfork is saying that we should stop Wonder Woman from going to Paradise Island at all because Superman doesn't go back to Krypton. Uh-huh. And um, that's good for his character. Mm -hmm. And incidentally, all the kinky shit ends up happening at Paradise Island. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And Bender is a psychologist and she should know and maybe it's not fair for Gaines to have to try and say what's wrong and what's right in his own comic. Right. So Bender essentially says that sex and sexuality are not really the problems. The difference between the sexes is the problem. Okay. And she said, in my opinion, just print it. It's fine. <laughs> and Gaines is like, whew, 
<laughs> Thank God. Because now he has like two PhDs and one of them's a woman and they're saying this is cool. Right. So he's kind of like, carte blanche here. I'm not going to do jack shit. So he prints it. <laughs> okay. Mistake. <laughs> Just not a good idea. Yeah. Not the best idea. <laughs> so after that, Gain received a letter from a psychologist in the army. Mm-hmm. Apparently, psychologists everywhere were reading comics. <laughs> All right. So that's cool. The psychologist made a joke about the author of Wonder Woman asking if they had any of the like he named out him specifically like the lasso of truth, the, the fu- yeah. all of the torture devices. Right. And he was like, "Does he have any of those in his house, or is he just making that up?" <laughs> wink, wink. Um, and uh-huh. then Gaines was like, "This is what I was afraid of." <laughs> and <Yeah>. he. <laughs> Okay. This is going to be one of the hardest sentences I've had to say on Comically Illiterate, because uh-huh. it's true. And he actually wrote a memo <laughs> that Marston had to cut down on the use of chains in Wonder Woman by 50 to 75%. <laughs> That's a really clinical way of, like, listen, I'm going to need about 75% less chains. <laughs> Wait, now we're your average on chains, and it's got it's out of control. Just... In a memo. Yeah. That's why I know all this shit is because it, the memos were saved. <laughs> so now I mean they're all gold. Yeah. So. so now seventy years later, we're just kind of like, what the fuck are you dudes doing? You got a you got a chain to not chain <laughs> ratio of about seven point nine to one. <laughs> Where, like, I don't know if he just made that up or if he like he had people actually counting the number of panels with chains in it. Yeah. And it's like. No, but really, 30% of your last comic was Wonder Woman in Chains. <laughs> you can't have a character be in Chains for 30% of the time. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to need it to be at least like like 5% max now. <laughs> um, Holy shit. I, I think it's fucking hysterical. that Mar- And Marston said that he was writing real women. This was his this was his thing. He's writing real women and it's dumb that his realistic female characters are being limited by men being turned on. Right. That was his thing like it's like, well, men are turned on by her being tied up, whatever. <laughs> That's not what I'm doing it for. I'm doing it cuz she likes it. <laughs> I'm doing it I'm, I'm doing it cuz it's a realistic woman. <laughs> All the women I know like to be tied up. Right, like, oh, like, it's, it's, like it's, he's totally lying. Yeah. Like, because he's like, oh, no, this is a realistic female character. And it's like, well, then what was the thing you were saying about submission in the earlier <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, if you're going to say this is a realistic character, that's a good defense, but you can't couple that with, I'm writing this for women. <laughs> <laughs> women like being yeah. submissive and bound. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Um, so one of his kids said that he believed Marston was only using the bounding devices metaphorically because he never saw any of them in his house. Okay. Um, and by, uh, but there was a time where he said, but you know, there's still that time where he was like, women like being bound. Right. Also, you know, maybe you don't want your kids to see you tying up two women and having sex with them. Right. Because that might be a little bit more traumatic than like... Daddy, why are you plowing second mommy while <laughs> while first mommy is hanging from like the chandelier in chains in a gag? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not something you want your kid to see. No, that one's really bad. And then, funny enough, um, what's it? What's it, OBGYN? What's the O stand for? Obstetrician? Like it, it's a hard word. God, dude, I, I don't know. Uh, anyway. The kid who said that uh, when they interviewed him, he was eight. He's, I think he's still alive. He's like eighty. Uh-huh. He's a retired OBGYN. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, he did have two moms. Yeah, you know he's real good with vaginas. Because <laughs> um, that's what that equates to. Um, and then he said uh, he he went on to say that uh, as in his cycle, his his degree, in his opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, Good erotic fantasies are fine for people, uh-huh. but bad erotic fantasies are damaging to people, uh-huh. which leads you to believe that Wonder Woman's an erotic fantasy, right? Because like, yeah. why else would you say that? How would when you bring that are, up? Why are pe- when people are saying that you have erotic material, and he's <laughs> like, his response is like, "Well, good erotic materials are bad." <laughs> that's, that's like complete. Yeah, that's he's like revealing a little too much <laughs> yeah. in his hand just like 
Well, I have a PhD in shit. Yeah. <laughs> Who went to Harvard here? Oh, 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 oh. Oh. It's like, it's like walking in, like, to your friend's house and being like, oh, is that a bong? And they're just like, man, you know, they say, a lot of people say that smoking <laughs> weed is really good for your health. And it's like, I didn't ask you for Like, I just, that, I thought that, you, you I just, was making a joke about that bass looking like a bong. <laughs> like, you just... Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so yes, yeah, is the answer. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, and this is weird, but like he was definitely writing uh, erotic fantasies, and he wanted he definitely went like against like ninety percent of the shit he said he was going to do. Yeah, right. Like she wasn't supposed to fight with her fist; she was supposed to fight with love, and mm-hmm. you know she was just supposed to be a symbol for women, and she's always being bound and, <laughs> and gagged and tortured. I and mean, she's kinky. I mean, you could you could posti- you could go there and be like, yeah, she's always being bound and gagged because metaphorically, modern women are always being bound right, and gagged right, in like, society. Right? Like, maybe maybe you could do that, but then it's but then all... he like took it a little too but, far. Yeah. But see, <laughs> everything is defensible until he goes like, well, good erotic fantasies. <laughs> it's like ah, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. There you go. You're just that's, that's writing it. this with one hand. <laughs> like, so Wonder Woman actually gains popularity because most people sort of ignore the chains and shit. Uh-huh. Uh, and they didn't recognize them. And most people never got to figure out the real scandal uh, that Marston was a dude who, had, dude who essentially had two wives. Uh-huh. And one of them was the niece of Margaret Sanger. <laughs> right. And people would freak the fuck out. And nobody knew about that mm-hmm. his entire life. He wow. died with no one figuring it out. Um, He's really good at keeping a secret. It was something I think she they had they had told everyone that she was the sister in law of his wife. Okay, and her husband had died. Okay, and that's, and that's how like that's how they explained that, that yeah. she you know and. But I and don't. I guess you can't just go on Facebook and see right. relatives that back then. Right, so. and also you kind of got to be like, all right, so why is she pregnant? Uh, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> like, that's a little, like... I, I guess, you know, whatever. <laughs> I guess some people might have guessed. Maybe. But never talked about it. Right. Um. So, you know, but if anyone had figured it out, they would realize that uh, Margaret Sanger is a lot like Wonder Woman. Uh-huh. Now, here's a theory. Mm-hmm. And this is a bad one. <laughs> okay. But I'm going to try. All right. So chains are a huge part mm-hmm. of the early suffragist movement. They're, like, they're a big symbol for them. Yeah. Because, you know, they're being restrained. Right. So Marston May, and this is pretty strong here. This is uh-huh. a big May. Yeah. May have been using the chains to show how women can break their chains of suffrage and all that. Uh-huh. And he was sort of saying things, like overplaying his hand to show more that the chains are sex-related instead of the metaphor about women. Right. So he's trying to throw... If he's smart enough, he's trying to throw people off the trail of women's, you know, rights and uh-huh. more of he's sort of being... Oh, like, you mean he's... He's he's doing... Yeah, like he's He's saying, making it really sexual so people don't look at it and be like, wait a minute, this is a feminist case. Right, yeah, yeah, that's it. So that's, you know, that's something you could say if you think that he's if he's a brilliant person... You can sit there and... He's just got, like, this really convoluted like he, Like, where he's like, well, you know, and they're like, hey, those chains are erotic, and instead of him being like, yeah, you fucking idiot, it's about women freeing themselves. <laughs> he's like, uh, good rock's good! <laughs> and yeah. he's, like, just sitting there in his head, like, oh, God, I went to Harvard. <laughs> <laughs> I could have done so much better. Right, but, like, so that's... That is, um, I guess, that is a theory. My, that's my personal kind of interpretation of what could be true. Also, um, just going to throw this out there. Lasso of Truth, some people say, and mo- probably correctly so, that it's related back to his blood testing, or like his blood pressure test. Oh, like you squeeze someone hard enough. and Well, no, not necessarily that. Um, it's because he was working really hard on figuring out emotional state to blood pressure. Oh, okay. And, you know, if you throw in that, how that kind of correlates to truth. Uh-huh. So he sort of had this idea of lie detecting and stuff. I see. So, like, the lasso of truth would get the blood pressure. Yeah, like, like the, the heart rate it, yeah that's the lasso of truth is sort of what he wishes he could do with his science, I guess, kind <laughs> right. of, maybe. I guess so. In, like, a fictional sense. Um, I see that. So, nobody... Uh, you know, maybe I'm giving him too much credit by saying that 
he's not I jerking mean, off to his own comics. <laughs> he might be. Man, Michelangelo jerked off to his own paintings. So. Right. You know, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's cool because you look back on it nowadays and you're kind of like, this is boring. <laughs> right like Cause it, yeah because it's boring as shit but um like I, I you know i just can't figure it out i um but anyway i mean people with phds might be smart but they might not be wise right yeah i mean he you might he, he might not have actually but it's a thing is like if you're doing this why are you sending memos to your boss because that's where we get most <laughs> of this information from is the boss right right so most of this information is just readily available from Gaines, who is like just don't hit me with a speed bump. <laughs> <laughs> little, little did the public know. Max Gaines had a speedboat phobia for most of his life. That claimed his life. Totally justified. It turns out, actually, fun fact, uh, he didn't just fall out of that window. A speedboat pushed him <laughs> Just like a little mean fucking shit speedboat. Like just like a little and then it grew up and killed him. <laughs> I mean it's his finished the job. Yeah, the speedboat's uh son killed him. It was it was really fucked up. <laughs> so uh, on the subject of death, Marston died at nine in nineteen forty seven. Uh-huh. Uh and people were still really fighting over the sexuality of Wonder Woman until nineteen fifty four. Jeez. Where she was brought up in a Senate hearing. Wow. And essentially the guy who brought it up said that these comics aren't doing anything to help young women because none of the women actually have actual occupations. <laughs> oh, yeah. And they're not homemaking either. And you can kind of see his point there if they're not, like, it's not teaching them that they can be doctors or anything. It's teaching them that yeah, do nothing because there's, like, there's no, <laughs> there, but, and, you know, the, the easy defense for that is, yeah, that makes a good comic. Right. Where, like, you know, Jane working real hard as a librarian and, like, studying to get her master's and, like, you know, yeah. mythology is really... Well, I mean, you could just have her alter ego be a doctor, right? Right, like, you know, you I, know. Guess, I guess you could, yeah, but, but anyway, you, you know, so, Still. and then, so they they actually called uh, our psychologist, Bender, the only one who's not fucking crazy in this one, <laughs> the one right. that we can pretty much trust, and they're like, uh-huh. and the Senate was like, we want your opinion, and she was like, well... If you want my honest opinion, Walt Disney is the most sexist thing around because all the women are either dead or in an insane asylum. All the mothers are. I mean, she's not wrong. Right, and, you know, and so, but nobody listened to her. Of course. And after those hearings, DC removed, because it was DC at that point, removed her from the editorial board. Okay. Um, and then the Comics Magazine Association of America. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, <laughs> the CMAA, as it were. <laughs> Wrote a new law saying that there cannot be too much violence, gore, or horror. Uh-huh. Um, also, nothing could be illicit, sexually illicit. Uh-huh. And if there were going to be love and romance stories, they had to promote the sanctity of marriage and the value of the home. Oof. Those, it was a rough time in comics, man. <laughs> yeah. It was no a kidding. real rough time because in the late 40s, superhero comics sort of saw their big decline mm-hmm. and horror comics started coming up and then they're like, nope, can't have any of that. And then nowadays, actually, I can't remember when the last time the CMAA stamp was on a comic, but... Um, Is it so still around? It was, and what had happened was it slowly died out to the point there was only one person working there. <laughs> there was literally one individual reading comics and stamping them. I swear to God, I read that. That is hilarious. Yeah, it's just one person just fucking going hard, reading every comic she can and being like, No! Yes! <laughs> no again! And just every in a weird basement in yeah. New York. Just I don't even know if she was getting... Of comics. I don't even know if she was getting paid. <laughs> in her free time. Yeah, just doing it like she's like a fucking male woman or whatever. Yeah. But, um... I, and I think it was a woman, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so look that up, people. Uh, but... Brian wasn't allowed to wear a wedding ring. Uh-huh. Because, you know, the, uh, yeah, the whole 40s thing. Polygamy. Yeah. Um, so she wore two bracelets on both wrists. She wore a bracelet on both wrists. You know, oh, that's of, symbolic. Kind of like that whole Wonder Woman. Uh, <laughs> and um, even after Marston's... This is the fucking craziest part. Even after Marston's fucking death, Brian and Hallway lived together. <laughs> Until the 90s? Wow. 
Maybe, maybe, maybe there was a sort of little thing you, going maybe, on there. Uh, there definitely could have been, I mean... At least friends. They were at least friends, and, you know, they helped raise each other's children. Like, That's so true. all the kids were, were brother and sister, or, like, brother... They're all family, siblings, whatever. Right, yeah, yeah. So I guess it must have been harder, you know, whatever. But mm-hmm. uh, here's another fun part. When Brian was dying, Holloway was actually in the same hospital, and she'd been in there for a while because she was, like, in a cast with a broken hip. Uh-huh. Um, so they were both in the same hospital when Brian died. Wow. And after Brian died, Holloway read a poem about it or something, and they had lived together for 64 years. Jesus. So, yeah. They're That's def- impressive. They're definitely, I hadn't, when I was first reading that, I hadn't thought of anything about, uh, any sort of, you know. Either that's the weirdest relationship or the coolest friendship. Yeah, that's either, <laughs> right, like, yeah, like that, I, I would just like to imagine that they, like, oh, what mean? if they hated each other, though? <laughs> and they were just, like, forced to be together <laughs> fucking holidays just say, like, I broke my goddamn hip to get away from you. <laughs> <laughs> was like, fuck you. Now I'm willing to die. <laughs> <laughs> Kill me. <laughs> End it! Why did you just... I'm old! <laughs> I like how every single one of our impressions ends up at, like, Gilbert Gottfried somehow. As she approaches the clitoris, I'm ready to die! <laughs> My hip is broken! <laughs> but, um, Ugh. after Holloway died, which is 1993, um, she was... Her uh, obituary in the New York Times said that uh, she was the woman who uh, inspired Wonder Woman. Uh huh. And most people now agree that they're it's like half true. Okay. There's there's two women who inspire. I mean, definitely right. Holloway like had a big impact on Wonder Woman, but uh-huh. so did Brian because you know it was a weird thing. Yeah. So what have we learned today? <laughs> what have we learned today? I have no idea because this whole shit was confusing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to feel about Wonder it. Wonder Woman is a very progressive character, but uh, it's also kind of. I, see, that's it. I don't know if he's. <laughs> the only thing I know is that yeah. there was one guy who cared enough about the psychological ramification of comic books that he hired like seventeen people, and none of them agreed on anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and one was into really kinky shit. Yeah, so I guess like I mean, if you if you want a good character out of this you know a nice person gains appears at least you know i saw he he might have been a dick because i think one of his sons said Gaines is probably a dick too because one of his sons said he my father was the kind of person who was always who uh always thought the lowest of his children and was never disappointed or like was never like not it, disappointed yeah it was it was something like he always thought his kids would make the worst choice and was never disappointed <laughs> in the thought that because they always did or something wow. like that so even yeah so Gaines might have been a dick to his family too <laughs> So, what so are, there are no winners. There's no there's, except for Bender. Maybe Bender, Bender was she's she didn't say anything wrong. I don't think. I, I mean, don't think so. Uh, it's just she uh, helped you know messed up kids. That's yeah, cool. yeah. You know, good for her. I guess it's just I you know I it's just it's interesting to me because I don't know if I can give this man enough. I don't know if I can give Marston enough credit and think that he was doing all of this to hide his <laughs> his feminism. I think that that's that's giving him a shitload of credit that he might not. That he might not actually. I mean, have. you know, he might have been super brilliant and like, you know, like. I mean, maybe maybe there is a there's a bit of like you know, um, unwritten history there where it's like maybe like Brian and Holloway had more of an impact on the comic than we think. Right. There's definitely a lot of stuff because if you look up a uh, uh, Olive Brian, mm-hmm. nothing. Really, all you can find about her is stuff through Holloway and um, and Marston. People didn't really find out about her until until after she died. And That's crazy. Yeah, so you can't. Uh, you know, there's definitely could have been a lot of stuff that we. This it could have been a lot better of a tale. More we would have known more if, <laughs> if. I just imagine they're all just like sitting around at the dinner table and like, Marston's like, eh, I got to write a fucking female character, and they're just like, well, you could make her like I don't know like be really powerful and she could like be breaking the chains of of oppression or whatever and he's just like yeah that's really nice <laughs> and sometimes you know they get taught like get tied a little too tight <laughs> yeah and and uh <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, like the women the, yeah the the, the daughter and the, the niece of fucking margaret sanger is like use the chain symbolism to show that women can free themselves from oppression. He's like, yeah, that'll be hot. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that'll turn him on. 
women will get steamy with the get misty. Oh man. But um it does it does bring up this whole thing does bring up an interesting point um that I can relate. Oh, oh, another thing that I totally oh, forgot no. to mention is that Marston wrote in his earlier years for a men's the men's right movement catalog. Which is the backlash to the women's rights movement. Yeah. So, you know, that's kind of more maybe in favor of the idea that he might have just been a dick. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Because, you know, people can change their minds. And Uh he would probably have to to date the fucking, like, the niece of of one of the, (laughs) like, somebody that you hear about in pretty much any U.S. history class, right? Right, yeah. Like, she's she's a huge character. She's Uh, pretty important. Yeah. So you have to... Probably fucking I don't I don't know but like is it, it's that's all I, want, all I want to know is if this dude wanked out, whacked off to it or was a genius that's it that's all <laughs> I need to know but so I but there is an important question here and it's something that we still you know still face like so Blues Clues do you remember Blues Clues oh yeah yeah well Steve Burns uh-huh. uh, the guy you know the dude with the dog yeah the the, the guy with blue quit the show because it was really taking a toll on him. Uh, to read the scripts, to say all of the things to kids. Really? Because he didn't, because, you know, it was a huge, he won a daytime Emmy for fucking oh, yeah. being him. Like, he was super popular, and kids all over were watching him. And he was really afraid that what he was saying might be wrong. Like, huh. you shouldn't, maybe you, because he, he didn't, he doesn't have a degree in psychology. He doesn't know right. if you should tell every child in the world that they're smart. Uh-huh. Or that they're awesome, or things like that. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't. So you know, he's just reading the script. He doesn't know if the. Right. But he still felt bad for being the person to convey the message if it's a bad message. I see. So he left this show not because a lot of people thought he had like a heroin breakdown or whatever. Yeah, that's what. Mo- that's well, the that's rumor. a really weird thing to have because like yeah. No, it, it was literally because he was looking out for your kids, you jerks. <laughs> but <laughs> but in, he, wasn't he like um. God, he wasn't a comedian. Maybe he was a comedian. I don't remember either that or like uh, a like alt rock musician or something. Mm-hmm. He has an album out called "Song uh, of the Song for the Dust Mites," and it's actually pretty good. Yeah, nice. it's it's cool in like an old, in like a sort of old vintage way. He also uh, has um a nice I guess like it's a it's a weird like not a real comedy routine, just a story. It's called it's it's on YouTube. It's called Steve uh, Burns Famousness. <laughs> okay, and I like that. Yeah, uh, I mean, but, he's a really intelligent dude. Yeah, he's but... yeah he's super awesome. But it does bring up this sort of idea is like who should be talking to children? Like, yeah, I, and you know, at the at the end of the day, I believe it's your parents who should really kind of like just teach you what you should know, right? <laughs> Like, yeah, like it's kind of maybe bad parenting to just kind of turn the TV on or give them a comic yeah, book like, and, you know, like or you, just do it with them or If whatever. you're going to be offended that your kid's reading something, hey, don't let them read it. Or if you want your kid, if you're like, holy shit, my kid just read that, you sit down and you should probably explain to them. <laughs> instead of getting mad. Yeah, instead of, yeah. It, you know, maybe you can write a letter and be like, hey, I think it's kind of fucked up that you did that. Yeah. Or But then you can sit your kid down and be like, hey, don't tie women up and then torture them. <laughs> I mean, you should do that anyway. <laughs> that should and be, you, like, rule number one. And then, like, Marston's in the background, like, But it's hard! <laughs> so fucking hard! Don't listen to your mother, kids! <laughs> um, but yeah, so if you guys have any sort of idea on whatever the bullshit is, because that was, that was all fact, like, I, um, yeah... Wonder Woman's a really interesting character. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I hope you guys can figure out your opinions on that. Because uh, I can't. And that's all I got, folks. There we go. Thanks. See you later. <laughs> Goodbye. Don't tie up women, kids. Unless they want to. And then... is important. <laughs> 